Well, hey, hey there, Chunkies. It's Carter here, the guy that you're normally hearing on your Mondays and Tuesdays, but uh, you're going to hear a different voice on this one. You're going to wish you saw the face of this voice, but this was one of our uh, original members. This was David. Uh, David left the podcast because David had a baby and those kind of things happened. But here's the twist. That baby is me. So enjoy this wonderful podcast with Jordan, Doge, and my dad. And uh, I hope it's super. Bye. So what's the deal with Iron Man 2? Are you Tracy Morgan? <laughs> was that supposed to be Seinfeld? No, it was... Are you lying? It was more of like <laughs> just a... It was supposed to be Seinfeld! <laughs> was it? <laughs> it was Tracy Seinfeld. I'm, I'm not... Seinfeld, Jerry, Jerry Morgan. Okay, Jerry Morgan. do Seinfeld then. What's the deal with okay, Iron Man stop. 2? Okay, you're better at that. What's the, do Seinfeld. <laughs> Come on, George! It's Iron Man 2! You've never watched it? It's better than your piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we I could say I think we can say we're all three equally good at Seinfeld impressions. I feel like so, Seinfeld's yeah. pretty What What's the deal with Iron Man 2? And that's Oh well, well Rhodey comes in and he's not even a part of the movie! Tony has Palladium poisoning! Justin Hammer it! Now I'm doing an impression of your impression. I gotta refocus. I think we've done enough silly what's stuff to start. What's the deal? <laughs> it always has to start with what's the deal. With Iron Man! You sound more like Don Knotts now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not funny. He's dead. So is Seinfeld. No, <laughs> to me. To Jerry. He crossed Jer- me Jerry one too never, many times. Don't come to me. I was not invited to get coffee with him in his car, and so he's dead to me. Hello, and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk, our movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week especially, I'm your chunk. I'm Doge, and I want my chunk. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> My name is David, and I am the Strategic Hunk Land Enforcement Investment <laughs> Logistical Division, or something like that. It's still spelled SHIELD. So. Either way, whether the words were right, the acronym stands. It hey. spells SHIELD? That's perfect! <laughs> We've only been around for 65 years. Never realized. Guys, that's not this movie. I know it's just it's but just it, so it, silly. It crosses over though. <laughs> <laughs> They're <laughs> connected. Hey, I've actually been thinking a lot about this. Yeah. I have a theory that all of the Marvel like MCU movies are in the same universe. <laughs> what? But like, think about how many characters. <laughs> Like, different, but like different time periods, right? No, I think they're all like the same. Are they going to team up ever? I don't know, but that Probably seems not. a little far-fetched Probably to me. Not. Yeah, because I mean, in the logic, obviously it's 2011, 2010, maybe. I can't remember. <laughs> if, you watch, if you watch the movie Captain America Civil War, if you pay really close attention, Iron Man's actually in a lot of books. <laughs> Shoot, is he just in the background? Yeah, no, on earth? dude, he walks through the foreground. He's got lines. Are you kidding me? How did I <laughs> miss that? Serious. I thought that movie was about Captain America. I know. I think people, <laughs> I think there's a lot that people are missing out on in uh, oh the MCU. Gosh. There's well, a lot of connective tissue there. That's really why people tune in. This hard-hitting investigative <laughs> journalism podcast <laughs> of ours so i mean it's getting pretty real out there but um wow more importantly than my wild and crazy off the wall fan theories this week we're talking about 
Iron Man 2. And uh, as always, there's there's no better way that I can think of to start than by tossing it to our good friend Daz for a synops. Daz? Before we start the snops, are we going to address that there's no subtitle here? Iron Man 2... Just Iron Man 2. Yeah, There's no subtitle is, for 3 so either. Iron Man is the only franchise in the MCU with numbered sequels besides Guardians of the Galaxy. Interesting. Because Guardians of the Galaxy is Guardians volume and two. then Volume, volume two, 2. Which is great. Everything else is like Thor the Dark World. Yeah. Or, yeah. And going forward, Thor becomes the last uh, entry in a mini franchise within this franchise that doesn't have a subtitle. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, because the, everything else is like Thor the Dark World, Thor Ragnarok. Or... Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Or, I mean, some of the others Ant-Man. don't have subtitles. Ant-Man, Ant-Man doesn't, doesn't have a subtitle. subtitle. Guys, Doctor Strange doesn't have a subtitle. I don't know what I'm talking about. What are you, about. an idiot? I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the Avengers doesn't have a subtitle. So, it does. Avengers. The Avengers. Does. No, the movie is called The. And the, and the, the Avengers. Colon the Avengers. Colon Avengers. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. I didn't so know. Are you four, the, four the subtitles or against Avengers. them? Four subtitles are against them. Hang on. You are missing the fact that we yep. just said the colon Avengers as if it's some sort of dietary pill that you can take to make yourself poop out Clean, all the bad things out, that you've eaten. Cleans out your poo. Colon Avengers. The colon, the colon Avengers. Avengers. Dibs, by the way. Yeah. Okay. A synopsis. Hold on. David asked a really good you question. question. Four subtitles are against them. Go. Oh, four subtitles. Four subtitles. I'm it. against them. Why? You know, just to be different. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it seems cheesy to me. Oh, I don't know why. Hmm. You should like, you should talk to Kevin sure. to Kevin Feige about you, that. If something seems too cheesy for you, you should take some colon Avengers. <laughs> Get that cheese right out of you. Nice. I like the simplicity of just Iron Man Two, not like the Escape Clause. <laughs> Iron Man Two, the Escape Clause. <laughs> I wish I had never had the arc reactor ever <laughs> at all. <laughs> That's are- a callback to our Santa Claus series. If you didn't watch that, and you probably didn't, don't, don't. It's not Man, entertaining. This is okay. Really, this is actually really trucking through this. Episode. This is actually the second time today, even before this recording, that we have connected Iron Man two and the Santa Claus two together. Shared universe, anyone? <laughs> I have this theory that Iron Man two and the Santa Claus two take place in the same universe. <laughs> I think they definitely do. Notice. Santa Claus and Iron Man are never in the same room at the same oh time. Gosh. I heard Santa is Tony Stark's bodyguard. No way. No way would he do that. Okay. Somebody doesn't Iron like Man too. I am Santa Man. <laughs> Back in black. Nice. Iron Man 2. We open in Russia with media coverage of the press conference that ended Iron Man 1. Uh, a dying man lays on a couch named Anton Vanko. The couch is not named Anton Vanko. The man is named Anton Vanko. Uh, and he points to the TV screen and tells his son, Ivan, that should have been you. Should have been you. Immediately. Vicarious. Immediately Vicarious. after he dies. Exactly. Good convincing fake Russian voice. Faux Russian. Freshen. Freshen. Good freshen. Um, <laughs> so Ant, uh, Anton dies immediately after saying this. And Ivan gets to work building a miniature arc reactor from a blueprint that bears the names Anton Venko and Howard Stark. Mm. Meanwhile, in the United States, Tony Stark is on top of the world. He's reinstituted the Stark Expo, which is a gathering of scientific minds. It's kind of like a world's fair type of thing, except it's a whole year long. Um, and it just is playing in the background. I'm on top of the world. Hey! Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and that's all we're allowed to sing before copyright laws come into play. <laughs> so he's reinstituted the Stark Expo. Tony has stabilized the East West relations. Uh, 
And he says that he has successfully privatized world peace. Um, and, and he the, does the double peace sign. Yeah, chunks the, it up. the Nixon thing. Yeah. Uh, and the whole time he is resisting government pressure to sell his technology um, to the government, claiming that it is not a weapon, but rather a high-tech prosthesis. Well, it's almost just to give it up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not even not sell, even sell it. it. Just give it to yeah. us. Just forfeit it. So everything looks like it's going great for Tony until the audience learns that Tony has some sort of poison in his blood. The audience keeps, oh, audience is in like us. Yes, uh, as in yeah, the yeah. viewers. Yeah. Tony keeps this a secret. He's playing this, no pun intended, very close, close to, to the, the chest. chest. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. Beautiful. So uh, we find out that the, the palladium <clears throat> core of the arc reactor is leaking into Tony's blood. Um, there's not a suitable element replacement. He said there's not even a suitable, like, I don't know anything about science. There's no way to. <laughs> There's do- no science way to do this. There's no science that he can use besides science says palladium. No. <laughs> um, he has to use palladium because it's the only thing strong enough to power the arc reactor. Um, and so it's leaking and it's killing him and it's accelerating. Yeah. He's burning through palladium cores faster and faster, and his blood toxicity keeps climbing and climbing. And it's worse he, when he uses the yeah, suit. The more right? he uses it is. The suit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I watched the movie. Um, the very thing that's killing you is also keeping you alive. It's the opposite. It was the very thing that's keeping you alive is also killing you. Who's, who are you doing an impression of right now? I mean, that was kind of Seinfeld, Paul right? That was Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> well, the toxin is going into your blood. <laughs> so Tony's nice one yet. Tony's afraid Except of death um, and c- kind of becomes overly concerned about his legacy, the kind of legacy that he's going to leave behind. Yeah. Um, and so he starts to act erratically. He names Pepper Potts CEO of Stark Industries mm-hmm. and steps down. Um, at the last minute, he decides to compete in the Monaco Grand Prix, not as a sponsor, but as a driver. Um, and so he is driving in a race that he is thoroughly unprepared and unqualified to participate in. And Ivan Vanko attacks him on the racetrack. Whiplash. Using uh, electrified whips powered by a copycat arc reactor that he's designed. Yeah. He crashes Tony's car and Tony dons the Mark V armor, which is kept in a briefcase uh, and defeats Ivan Vanko by ripping out the arc reactor that's powering his whips and knocking him unconscious. Vanko is taken to prison, um, but not before he is noticed by Tony's rival, Justin Hammer. Um, Hammer helps Ivan Vanko. Actually, Hammer doesn't help him. Hammer just does it for him. Hammer fakes Vanko's death, helps him avoid prison with the exchange of Ivan, you're going to come work for me and you're going to make me Iron Man tech. So all this time, Tony's blood toxicity is still out of control. Yeah. He's at what he believes to be his final birthday party. Um, and he gets very drunk in the Iron Man armor and begins acting out of control. And so Rhodey, who is now Don <laughs> Cheadle and not Terrence Howard. Yep. Rhodey puts on the Mark II silver prototype from Iron Man 1. Love it. Uh, I have a theory about him. this scene, by the way. Don't let me forget to talk about it when we get there. Yeah, okay. discussion. If Jordan forgets to talk about it, let us know in the comments. We're going to delete <laughs> everything. Like We're going to just stop <laughs> Our doing channel's this. channel's over. This is over. This has been fun. Um, so the fight ends uh, with Rhodey restraining Tony. Um, ends in a stalemate. And Rhodey, believing that Tony is not responsible enough for this technology, takes the uh, confiscates the Mark II suit. And takes it, delivers it to the United States Air Force, yeah. where they bring in Justin Hammer to heavily weaponize it. Yeah. The next day, S.H.I.E.L.D. Director Nick Fury arrives uh, and drops some information bombs on Tony. Number one, the new personal assistant that he hired to replace Pepper uh, 
what was her name? Natalie Rushman, Natalie Rushman is actually shield agent Natasha Romanoff, who's what? been tasked with compiling a comprehensive personality report on Tony. Yes. The second knowledge bomb is that Howard Stark, Tony's father, was a founding member of shield and was working on some sort of energy source that was going to kickstart another energy race. It was going to be big. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so Fury, uh, he leaves Tony a briefcase full of his, his father's work and some old reel to reel tapes of his father. Um, and he also leaves Agent Coulson with Tony, who has strict orders to not allow Tony to leave the house. He's essentially forcing Tony to finish his father's work. Um, Tony digs into the tapes and finds out that the uh, the world's the Stark Expo diorama is actually a diagram, a model of the molecular structure of a heretofore undiscovered okay. element. And uh, Howard Stark says he's limited by the technology of his time, but he knows that Tony can do it. And he says, regardless of all of that, my greatest creation will always be you. Um, it's very touching. It's very touching. I, I really, really love that aspect of the story. Um, and so Tony, uh, he synthesizes the element and then finds out that Vanko is still alive. Vanko calls him. Uh, and so Tony skips the testing of the element, creates a new arc reactor with it and uses it to power. It's a suitable replacement for palladium. And so it's the answer to his blood poisoning problems. Um, and so he, he uses it to create a new arc reactor, installs the arc reactor, uh, assembles a new armor. This is the Mark six armor, um, with the, it has the triangle arc reactor in the middle. And it's probably my favorite Iron Man armor that we see up until civil war. Yep. Um, Puts on the new Iron Man armor and flies to the Stark Expo where Hammer is making a demonstration. Um, Hammer is at the Expo currently unveiling the work that Vanko has done for him, which is uh, a series of armored drones for each branch of the armed forces, minus the Coast Guard. Hashtag Coast Guard got <coughs> snubbed. Tweet at us. <laughs> Hashtag Coast Guard got snubbed. It's no fair that they don't get any drones. Uh, but this fleet of drones is led by Colonel Rhodes in a heavily weaponized and tricked out version of the Mark II armor. Bulky Iron Man suit. It's super bulky, and it looks awesome. Mm -hmm. I love his look in yep. this one. Um, so Tony arrives in his armor and tries to warn Rhodey um, and to interrogate Hammer. Um, before he can do anything, Ivan Vanko remotes in and controls the drones and controls Rhodey's armor and attacks Stark. Tony flies up out of the roof and takes the fight away from the people who are attending the expo. Meanwhile, Pepper goes and interrogates Hammer and has him arrested. Happy Hogan, who is John Favreau, who is the director of this movie, who is Tony's bodyguard, who is the elf, who's the dentist from Elf, um, who is <laughs> most notably known for as the dentist in Elf, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. or the you, doctor in Elf. You might recognize him. Um, he's so good in this, by the way. Uh, so Natasha Romanoff and him go to Hammer's headquarters to try and take out Vanko at the controls. But when they get there, he's already left. While she's there, uh, Romanoff is able to reboot Rhodey's armor, essentially, and give him control of his armor again. And so now working together, Tony and Rhodey defeat the drones, uh, and then they defeat Vanko, who has now showed up in a huge armored suit, complete with his signature electric whips. Um, once he's defeated, he seemingly commits suicide. And I mean, he commits suicide, but we have to say seemingly because it's a comic book universe and he could come back, but he commits suicide by activating the self-destruct feature on his armor and the armor of all the drones. Tony races to save Pepper and get her out of the blast radius. Uh, he rescues her. They share an intimate moment and their first kiss on a rooftop before being immediately interrupted by Rhodey. Um, yes. A few days later, uh, Nick Fury hands over the comprehensive personality report 
that uh, Romanoff has put together on Tony. Um, and it, it ends with the conclusion that Iron Man is right for the Avengers Initiative, but Tony Stark is not. Um, they say that he's a textbook narcissist. He's deemed too unpredictable and too selfish to really be part of a team. Um, and so Nick Fury offers him the opportunity to stay on as a consultant. And Tony says, you couldn't afford me anyway and walks out the door. We cut to credits. Meanwhile, in New Mexico, Agent Coulson pulls up on the edge of a giant crater. He steps out of his SUV and calls Director Fury and says, sir, we found it. The camera pans to reveal an old Norse hammer with a leather grip on it. Thunder rolls in the distance and we cut to black and we are all excited for Thor. Yep. Hammer time. Before we get to Thor, uh, hammer time. Before we get to Thor, it's just in hammer time. Mm. And we got to talk about Iron Man 2. That's true. Let's talk about this movie. Fine. So opens up right from the get go. And we see, we hear Tony Stark's uh, conference room uh, voiceover where he says, I am Iron Man. Mm. Yeah. And, but it's, but you're seeing just a cold winter of Russia Mm. and Ivan and his dad watching the TV screen where he announces he's Iron Man. Yeah. And I just want to give a pump straight off the bat because I was like, this opening is so good. Because I was coming off of Hulk and I was like, oh, I'm in a different movie now. Yep. Like they got, Iron Man just knows what to do. John Favreau knows what to do. Yeah. And then we see Ivan for the first time and his dad. Anton, and basically you just realize there's bad blood between the families. You don't right. know what it is, though. Sure. Yeah. You just know that um, I love the opening scene where he's creating an arc reactor, yeah. and there's just a wall of Tony Stark, yeah. and all of the news clippings of Man of the Year, yeah. Iron Man Saves Us. You've got the one of him and Obadiah from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Like that, that picture that yeah. they took, yeah. Which means he's been following him for a while. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, and you just realize that there's there's blood in the water. Yeah. Would say. There's blood in the vodka. <laughs> there's yeah. blood in the vodka. If you're Russian and you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. That's pretty <laughs> offensive, probably. <laughs> um, and then we go from there to the Stark Expo. Yeah. And I want to give a dump right off of the bat because in the trailer, there's a fantastic scene that's not in the movie where really? uh, it's how the trailer opens. the Or one of the trailers. I didn't actually watch it before this one, but he's in that... Uh, open plane carrier and he's about to jump out to do the Stark Expo but he's with Pepper and he says alright how about a kiss before I leave and she kisses the Iron Man mask and throws it over and he goes you complete me <laughs> oh ju- I do I remember, remember that. that and jumps off the plane that's great it's so good yeah and it's, it's not super in there. Funny. yeah you're absolutely right and that would have been has, awesome he has to go he has to put the mask on in midair and then turn it on and, and go crazy and it also speaks to their relationship, yeah. which I think is that's, the reason they nixed it. That's yeah. one, Well, I think that would be awesome because that wonderfully bookends their kiss at the middle when they essentially, they both let their guard down and they allow themselves to interact like on a real human personal level. The Iron Man mask in that opening scene would physically represent the emotional walls that they both put up yeah. between yeah. one another. I hate that they cut that. I I know. That's awesome. That. It's such a good scene. So, so yeah, I'll agree with your dump on that that part wasn't in there. But I would like to pump just on the whole like yeah. diving out from the plane. Getting hit by a like, firework. Yeah, it's yeah. So, so good. good. I just remember it started in the, the it was ACDC, right? Yeah. And yeah. like ACDC starts up and he's about to jump out of the plane. And I, I even watching it yesterday, it started up and I was just like, yep. Yeah. This feels right. Yeah. Yeah. We're I back. Mean, he's oh, so we're back. he's so like such a pompous jerk. Oh, yeah. 
But I think what, once you've watched Iron Man one, and especially after we like watched it critically and really dug into dug yeah, into yeah. it, it's easy to see that that whole persona that he puts on is just a deflection. Yeah, that he's so. I mean, exactly what we said last time we talked about Iron Man. He's so scared to waste this second chance that he's been given. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and that comes through even later in the movie as he becomes overly concerned about his legacy. And that's yeah. a, a main theme of this movie is yeah. fathers and sons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, that, and that's something. But when he goes to the Stark Expo, the first time I watched this, I was like, he's really cocky. Yeah. And did he not learn anything from the first movie? That's how I felt. Sure. But then I think it it later, later you kind of have the resolve of, okay, he's dying. Yeah, it shows yeah. It's, it's a deflection. Because he immediately walks off stage and checks his blood toxicity. Yeah. And that's yeah. such a humanizing moment for him. Yeah. yeah. And so I think what it, what it is, which I, what, when I first watched that, I didn't like it because I was like, did he learn nothing from the first movie? Right. But then I realized, I think he spent so many years as this reckless bachelor and now he realizes he's about to die and he doesn't know what to do. So he's almost, as we would say in the Christian community, backsliding right. <laughs> into his old ways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And so I, I actually ended up liking the fact that he's totally using it as a, just yeah. a masquerade. Yeah. That's how I felt is that it was a deflection. So he didn't have to talk about or reveal to anybody that he was dying because if he yeah. started acting different from what they expected, maybe that it would lead to questions that he didn't want to answer. Yeah. yeah. So he basically, basically uh, says, you're welcome yeah. to the American people. Um, we see him in uh, the Senate where he, well, he gets a subpoena to appear yeah. in court the next morning. Um, Senate from Senators. Kate Mara, by the way. Yeah, which for, is crazy. she's in it for five seconds, and Olivia Munn's in it for two yeah, seconds. Yeah, she is. She's so a reporter. Weird. It's so crazy. Yeah, I was like, this movie's stacked, and I was like, no, it's just those two scenes. Yeah, <laughs> but it's accidentally stacked. I think it was before either of them were like, really like like big time stars. Yeah. yeah, Iron Man they it elevates careers. Right yeah, here. it does. Uh, Iron Man's your one way ticket to the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> That's really the only reason we're talking about it is we're hoping to become famous by I talking. Wanna, yeah, I listen. want some proximity fame. Mm-hmm. Hashtag <laughs> Chunkies in Iron Man Four. <laughs> we need to be in the next one. I want to be the new AI that replaces that replaces Friday that he has. Oh, well, we're the only people. Yeah. We're Dude, the your only voice people that talk. It. Hey, what if we were the AI? Collectively, what if we were? It was like a split personality AI, and we like argue about what's best for Tony. And we're in Iron Man Four. <laughs> he's just, he's like, give me there quick. I'm like, yeah, you got to take Mulholland. <laughs> no, definitely don't go that way. No, no, and no. Everybody dies because we can't make up our mind about what the best way to go is. It'll be great. If but you yeah, want I mean, that to happen, start that social media campaign. I mean, I feel Stephen like we're, Baker, we're talking to you. <laughs> yeah. We're obviously the only people in the world that have ever talked about these movies yeah. before. Yeah, like for nobody's sure. ever like we're not rehashing anything. These are like, like hidden gem movies. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. it's like we're like really, I feel like trying to elevate the fame of these because nobody knows what these are. These, so. This is cool indie <laughs> underground <laughs> movies. Nobody's seen out. these. Yeah. They're great. You guys need to check these out. Give like give like indie developers a chance. <laughs> go, to your, <laughs> go to your blockbuster and rent them. Support <laughs> indie art. <laughs> so he goes, he gets served the subpoena he uh, shows up in court the next day and senator stern uh is basically saying like you said give the iron man suit to america because other nations are developing this and we need to have it first as a defense mechanism as a deterrent and uh he brings justin hammer who is the weapons expert for the united states yeah he he essentially holds all the the weapons contracts for the u.s which used to be freeze used to be stark because this is very important, and I'm going to do it right now. Oh, I'm so ready for my it. My super pump for this movie yep. is Sam Rockwell as Justin Hammer. Let me tell you this. My super pump for this movie is Sam Rockwell uh, as Justin Hammer. Oh, uh, It's shoot. a super duper pump, David. Nope, it's not no a super duper. No, not a super duper. He is... He steals every scene he's in. He is hilarious. His timing is perfect. He is 
excellent at acting just like a jerk. Like he is so fun, so good. And every single scene that he was in, I got very excited I to agree. watch. He goes toe to toe with Robert Downey Jr. on the charisma wrestling mat and holds his own. Yeah. Like he is so good. He's definitely larger than life in this, but yeah. not in a bad way. He's so charismatic. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's amazing. He's so good. So Howard Stern uh, brings in Justin not Hammer. Howard Stern. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No, not human. <laughs> you look closely. <laughs> not human Big Bird. <laughs> it is the original America's Got Talent judge, Howard Stern, in this movie. So Senator Stern brings in uh, Justin Hammer, who is the uh, in charge of the weapons division for the United States yep. military, yeah, yeah, which yeah. used to be Tony. Right. But after Tony cut the weapons in Iron Man one in, in Iron Man one, uh, he later addresses, you know, once Tony got out of the game, it was great for me. Yep. Yeah. So he comes into the Senate, um, to basically back up Senator Stern's point that other nations are working on this and we need to have it first. And Tony, I wish that I could say that I was, uh, I felt protected, but I don't, I wish I could lock you know, keep my doors unlocked tonight, but this is in Canada. Yeah. So yeah. he's saying, which is we, very funny. By yeah, the way. We, yeah. we need this technology because we're not safe and I'd love to trust you, but I can't. Yeah. Um, so Tony kind of is getting beat up in this, um, in this scene. And it kind of looks like they're winning. They're making really good points. Right. But then Tony takes out his little phone, Apple TV air plays it. Boom. <laughs> shoots up and sees the other nations working on Iron Man tech. None of them work. And they're yeah. so far yeah. behind. Culminating in the big reveal. The last clip he shows is Justin hammer yeah. and yep. hammer tech working on Iron Man technology. <laughs> and goes, I'd like to point out that that pilot survived. <laughs> yeah. I think that's so funny. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so basically you see Tony Stark actually, incredibly won that debate. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. That's when he says, I have successfully privatized, privatized world, world peace. peace. Yeah. Is the Nixon thing. Because you want my property, you can't have it. Yeah. Uh, which is, it's that's true. Yep. It's it's him. He says that it's not a weapon, it's a pro, uh, prosthesis. Yeah. Part of <laughs> me, me being the Iron Man of one. Can, which would mean I would be giving you myself and I'm not going to do that. And, basically, and, and yeah. that's illegal for you to, to force yeah. me to do. Yep. So he leaves um, making bad blood with the senator. And well, wait, Rhodey comes in in this. Rody, yeah, you're right. He brings Rody yeah. in and says, I want to, you know, I want to get his thoughts because yeah. he wrote a a paper on Iron Man and I want you to read one paragraph and Rody kind of refuses, but it has one of the best character introductions for an actor swap I know. I'm in gonna, the history. I'm going to give a pump to uh, Don Cheadle's first line in this. Oh, Don yep, Cheadle yep. replaced Terrence Howard in the role. Yep. Don Cheadle's first lines in this. <laughs> Uh, Tony Stark says to Rhodey, I didn't think you'd come or I didn't know you'd be here. Yeah. And Don Cheadle says, it's me. I'm here now. Let's get on with it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's back. the greatest <laughs> thing in the it's world. It's so funny. It's so good. It works both as Rhodey and as Don Cheadle just yep. being like, not Terrence Howard. Yeah. And here we go. He's it's talking me. to Tony I'm here. Let's to get me. on with it. But on that note, I also, I just want to pump on Don Cheadle. Yeah. He's, yeah. he from this movie onward is one of my favorite aspects of I, the MCU. I did not care for Don Cheadle when I saw this really? and even carrying forward into like Iron Man three and even into age of Ultron, I was like, really, I don't really love Don Cheadle. But as I've gone back and watched this, it's clear to me that Don Cheadle and Robert Downey Jr. Have a lot more charisma and in their interactions Dude, together chemistry. off the charts. Chemistry yeah, yeah. between those two. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think so they're, they're really, they good play off of each other. Life. Yeah, they are. And, and they play off of each other so well. The rumor yeah. is that there was a lot of bad blood between Terrence Howard and John Favreau. 
Terrence really? Howard says yeah. that a lot of his material was cut, uh, and he complained about the direction of the character in Iron Man 1. Huh. And John Favreau says, well, he cut it because he couldn't find anything usable because he was so bad in this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> so there's Shoot. there's quite a bit of bad blood, and Terrence Howard at the time was very vocal about his um, frustration <laughs> over yeah. not being asked to return. No kidding. So there was blood in the wood. <laughs> blood in the woodka. Yeah, I exactly. loved, I loved uh, Don Cheadle. And it's a hundred percent their chemistry. Yep. It's, and this is the, I guess we're, we're not in Avengers yet, but this is two cast the first team up in, in the MCU that I didn't like at first, the announcement of it. And no. now it's like, yeah, Could I have it any other way. Yeah. No, yeah, for real. That's so funny. I, I don't, I don't remember ever having a problem with it. As soon as I saw Don Cheadle and they were like, this is Rhodey. I was just like, okay, fine. Huh. I, I just, I think I, I always like, Keeping the same actors sure, like, it makes it feel yeah. more real. So yeah. anytime there's a change, it's like, oh, that sucks. Thankfully, Don Cheadle's been so consistent ever it's since. True. It's yeah. true. And so is Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. It's, it's, yes. They they've both been incredible decisions. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, in the long run, but in the moment, you're like, ah, oh, they've changed actors. Like, I feel like in spite of in spite of the, I think undeserved reaction to this movie as being like a the a weak MCU entry. I think that this movie is when the kind of nebulous ideas about the MCU that were present in Iron Man and Incredible Hulk really solidified into something that we can still see today. You sure. know what I mean? Like we can still see this 16 movies later in Infinity War that yeah. it's still like it's this, yeah. you know, it's Iron Man 2 carried all the way to the end. Well, and we've talked about it before where uh, Kevin Feige, Feige said, um, you know, it's hard to not play with all the toys in the sandbox. And we talked about this was the first one where they tried and maybe they realized that it was too much. I didn't get that. Yeah. I did not get that either. No, that was, I, I was, I was, I was hoping or I was expecting to see this and be like, man, they put way too much of this movie. And I was like, no, they didn't. Yeah. That was the response that I remembered. Like I've, this was my second time to watch this. Cause I saw it in the theater and I think, I think part of it was the marketing. I was misled into thinking that it was going to be very similar to Iron Man one. Yeah. And it's not, it's a, yeah. it's a totally Cause I, different. Cause I didn't like it that much when I first saw it. I didn't either. And I, I remember my response to it over time has solidified into, Oh, it was just crowded. It was Spider-Man three. Like there was just too much going on. Yeah. yeah. Watching it yesterday. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and thought it was very easy yeah. to follow and yeah. like a pretty streamlined narrative. Time. Yeah, for yeah. sure. No, I, I, I also thoroughly enjoyed watching it. I think that the, honestly, I think the story is pretty streamlined in my opinion. There's yeah. only a few things going on really. Yeah. yeah. I, I think there's three basic, uh, if you want to call them antagonists or versus it's Tony versus hammer. Mm. There's Tony versus Ivan or mm. whiplash. And then there's, Tony versus like his, his own, own blood. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting that you bring up Tony versus himself. Um, this movie cribs heavily from probably the most influential, definitely the most well-known Iron Man story of all time. It's a, uh, arc of issues called demon in a bottle. Um, and in this, uh, in demon in a bottle, it's all about Tony's struggle with alcoholism. Yeah. Um, and so the story starts and Tony's suit begins malfunctioning. The U S government sees this and says, you have to turn over the suit. Cause we don't trust you to be in it anymore. The difference is Tony does turn over the suit. Um, but once he's without the Iron Man tech is when he starts drinking heavily and he turns to alcohol to wow. fill the void that Iron Man left in his life. Yeah. Um, Colonel Rhodes and Tony in the comics go to Monaco to investigate Justin hammer. Yeah. When he's there, Tony's captured by Justin hammer. Uh, where it's revealed that Hammer has been the one sabotaging the Iron Man tech. Um, Rhodes and Tony essentially team up and save the day. They escape from Hammer. They reclaim the suit. But Tony still continues to drink. Uh, eventually, he hits rock bottom and admits he needs help. But the alcoholism is something that carries forward in Tony's character uh, in the comics. 
obviously we're going to downplay that in the movie version. Yeah. Um, but I think it's easy to read the, the Tony versus himself conflict present in demon in a bottle as Tony yeah. versus his own self-destructive streak. Yeah. Um, which is, it's easy to transplant that onto the Tony and palladium thing. It's yeah. Tony versus his own self-destructive impulses. Yeah. yeah. And mortality. Cause yeah. he's about to yeah. die. Yeah. I, and so of, of those three hammer whiplash and himself, I think Tony versus himself or his own mortality is the, is the most, um, drawing yeah. Yeah, yeah. versus that. I think it's, I think it's the most like emotionally compelling of the storylines. I think, I think the, Almost arms race, if you will, between him and Hammer is the most entertaining to watch. Yeah. Yeah. But I think one of the big, the big things for me, and it happens in a lot of movies where you don't feel like the hero is ever going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't feel like Whiplash ever was going to beat Tony yeah. or Iron Man. I didn't feel like Hammer had was ever supposed to hold a candle to Tony. Yeah, but the blood could have gotten him. The yeah. blood could have gotten you. him. So yeah, I think that I'm was the you. most compelling totally by so, far because you're like, ooh, that could end him. Yeah. And I think that, so that the distinction that you just mentioned is why it's solidified in my mind as a movie with so much going on because that's three pretty different lines of conflict throughout yeah. this movie. Um, one is against Tony the engineer. One is against Tony the hero. And one is against Tony the man. Yeah. Um, and so I think my super dump is going to go to that structure. The fact that they're so clearly delineated yeah. and we essentially, we, we take the whiplash plot, the whiplash and hammer plot, and we just move it over to the side. And then in the middle of this movie, we completely deal with the Tony versus blood yeah. arc. Uh, we wrap that up. And then the second that ends, we're free to pick the whiplash thing up again. Yeah. I don't care for that structure. Yeah. That makes it feel like this is two different movies put together. Instead, I would posit that this movie should be structured as Tony versus his own legacy. Yeah. And Tony sees that the things that he's done as Iron Man are still not enough to make up for his legacy as uh, what they call him in Iron Man 1. He's a merchant of death. Yeah. He literally sells death to yeah. uh, these impoverished nations in the Middle East. So if this movie was Tony versus his own legacy, then we're able to work in all of these secondary conflicts as Tony is terrified of dying and leaving this as his legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Like if he dies, if the palladium kills him, his legacy is that hammer is out of control and developing weapons that he, I mean, we sure we learned the finale of this movie. He can't even control his own weapons. Yeah. yeah. He's trusting crazy people like Ivan Vanko to develop these things for him. And Tony's legacy is one of an arms race that ends in worldwide chaos. Right. Yeah. But yeah, we gotta, we gotta start booking too. Cause we're still, at the uh, <laughs> Senate, are, the Senate got room. sidetracked. <laughs> so um, they go to uh, Monaco and they have the Grand Prix race. And uh, we see that Ivan had tickets to go to the Grand Prix. So he's going. Tony's going. Um, that is where Whiplash reveals himself. I love when his clothes burn because the I love that sequence. Yep. The one thing I, I will I will dump on, and it's 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 going to come up multiple times. The MCU is like, ooh, that worked out perfectly. Yeah, uh, he was disguised as just like a uh, engineer or, or yeah. like a like a pit stop yeah. tech or whatever at the at the mechanic. Race. That's the word that we're looking for. <laughs> we know cars. A pit stop tech. He's he was a, a tire guy. He's he was a tire a, guy. He was a mechanic. Yeah, for the race cars. And Tony is like fifty stories up at this big wig party with Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny. I love that he's in this movie. Yeah. Um, But then Tony, which I love makes this decision where his blood toxicity is like 50%. And he looks in the mirror and he goes, got any other bad ideas? Basically saying like, 
I'm just going to, again, revert to my old ways. Like, I'm just going to yeah. go crazy. Yep. What else can you and do? And then just cuts to him getting in the car. Which yeah. I love. Yeah. I love when he's like, what's the point of having a race car? If you don't get, you to, never drive. get to drive. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and he gets in the car. And at first I was like, how's he going to drive a car? I was like, but he does fly like 500 miles an hour in the air. So I'm pretty I guess sure. that's true. In the synopsis, I said he wasn't qualified or trained, but yeah, he does. He's, he's pretty yeah. well trained. He does break the sound barrier in a tiny <laughs> yeah. metal suit. But I, I will dumb on the fact that Ivan was just at the perfect place at the perfect time. Yeah. And he like knew that Tony was going to drive the car. Yeah. I would have liked if Ivan was going to go up and then saw Tony on the TV coming down. Ran and down. Went yeah. down. Because it made no sense that he was just like, oh yeah, took the mask off or took the little helmet off, went to the middle of the road, did the whiplash. And you're like, well, I was lucky that he was there. Yeah. I don't think that we have enough material in the movie though to say that that's not what happened. Like we're not ever Maybe. presented with like, this is my plan and this is the only way that it can happen. And yeah. it's dependent on this set of coincidences. Here, here's my thing. This, this scene, uh, this, this whole like race scene was almost actually my super dump. But really? because, because I like the fight at the end of it and because I like the characterization of Tony as reckless, yeah. it's not. But to me, it just felt like a really cheap excuse to have a cool driving scene in the movie. You're, I loved this. This scene was almost my super pump. I do love this scene. This it, was so fun uh, for me. The the whole, the whole time that anything other than Tony getting in, like everything between Tony getting in the car and whiplash cutting his car in half and the fight kind of beginning my eyes were just rolling the entire really? time. I feel like the 100%. action. I feel like the action was so much better in this than it was in Iron Man One, and that, even in the Incredible Hulk. But what I just said is not. This is a worse action movie. What I said is the driving. But you said pointless. that was this boring to you, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is I don't feel that it was boring because I've. I mean, I think in in Hulk we got it's your turn to punch me. Now it's my turn to punch you. And in Iron Man, we almost got that same thing except for the Golmira action sequence and the cave breakouts are really only the last one, I guess. But I think that the action in this movie had enough variety. Yeah. Like it didn't stay too long in one Yeah, I like that it, ended, you know I mean? it ended quick. I was like, I yeah. am not in the mood for a 15 minute fight scene right now. Yeah. Sure. Um, I The one part I rolled my eyes on was when two cars crashed behind him. Yeah, and the explosion. And exploded. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, cars crash all the time in Grand Prix, and I'm pretty sure they're not holding dynamite with them. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know why there's yeah. a gigantic explosion. I don't know. I for, for some reason to me, like a driving scene for the sake of a driving scene f- is so boring to me. There wasn't a lot of driving in it. But I, I guess for me, it was just like, why not have Ivan show up at the start line and start the fight right there before Tony ever gets to drive? No, because I like the driving scene. I don't. Anyway, yeah. but I do. I do. <laughs> love, disagree. I do love uh, when Happy runs runs him into the fence. Yes, my gosh. I love t- that. Tony's like, "Were well, you trying to hit him or me?" Because I don't know. And <laughs> I, then Ivan wakes up, starts whiplashing yep. the car, and Happy's like, "I'm gonna get the guy." <laughs> It <laughs> just keeps reversing. Those, and the door keeps closing. <laughs> those like panicked interactions between Tony and Pepper and Happy right yeah. there are so good. I love those. And I think they're because there's a rumor that this movie also had no script. Really? So Justin Thoreau is credited as writing it. And you may know him as Mr. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so he's he credited, the first one too. No, 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 no. He's okay. credited with writing this movie, but a lot of the the rumors that it, you know, they they gave their actors space to improvise, and I think the perfect example of that is is Gwyneth Paltrow's first scene where she sounds cl- like I do. She's like clearly sick and has like a nasal yeah. thing going on, and Tony uh, Robert Downey Jr. really just completely rolls with it and is like, "Hey, if you're sick, please wear a surgical mask." <laughs> yep. <You> know, I <laughs> yeah. love that. It's so great. Yeah, that's great. Um, so. And this is the first time that we've seen, we've seen several, you know, since the movies have continued, but the first time that we've seen a portable 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh my awesome. gosh. Iron Man suit. That was also almost my super pump. The yeah. briefcase. Super cool. The first time I saw the briefcase scene, I, when he put his foot on it and strapped it to his chest, I was like, oh, yep. shoot. I even did that yesterday when I saw yeah. it. It's so <laughs> I was like, well, cool. That is the coolest and then thing. He, and then he just pushes the car out of the way with his, with his legs. Oh, it's so oh great. Oh, but something else during this scene that I noticed yesterday, <laughs> the first, so this is my third time ever watching this movie. <laughs> In the first two times that I watched it, I did not care for Whiplash as a character yeah. or for Mickey Rourke as Whiplash. Something changed in me. Yeah. I loved good. him. I mean, yeah. he's definitely scenery chewing. Yeah. And he's, in, a, he's a little two dimensional maybe, but yeah. ultimately like he was cool. And I think Mickey Rourke as a Russian was scary, pretty convincing. <laughs> and I think it's okay that he's two dimensional. If, if, I mean, it's back to what I said earlier, if the conflict is not Tony versus Whiplash, right. if Whiplash is an externalization of Tony's fears about his own legacy. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, he defeats Whiplash, pulls the arc reactor out of his chest and then visits him in the French prison. Well, Monaco, it's right. in the Mediterranean French, of uh, France. Um, but is it in France or Italy? France. Yeah. Geography. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, uh, they're they're speaking French in the in the prison. Yeah, we um, all knew that. All three <laughs> of us. <laughs> and he visits him in prison and basically says, like, you know, wasn't half bad tech. Why didn't you sell it to the black market? You could have made you know a handsome paycheck. And you get, um, it's Ivan, right? Yeah. yeah. You get Whiplash, Ivan's plan, which wasn't to kill Tony because he says, like, well, you failed. And he goes, did I? And he goes, if you can make God bleed. They cease to believe in him. Man, give it up for uh, my whiplash impression yeah, over good here. Job, really good nice. job, David. Really nice. Good job, David. Uh, but Where's my board? <laughs> Where's my Where's board? Where's my, <laughs> my board? I want my board. Uh, but basically, is, I, I wanted to make you bleed. Yeah. And now the people will destroy you. Yeah. Which, which I thought was pretty compelling. Yeah, it's great. But also, did Batman steal that line in Batman versus Superman? Yes. Do you bleed, you will? It's true. 100% stolen. Well, just seen the movie. Stolen from <laughs> Iron Man 2. And uh, from there, he he leaves and uh, later gets broken out of prison by Hammer, but is put with uh, another person in his cell that has his same yeah. jumpsuit on. So you realize that they're going to fake Body his double. Death. Yeah. Yep. And just a giant dead guy crushed in an explosion. Yep. And Hammer says, I want you to build me suits. Yep. Um, because you're such a waste of brain like raw talent essentially yeah get shipped off to god knows where so i want you to make suits for me and he begins to make suits but he wants to make them droids and he has one condition (laughs) i won't have my board board. (laughs) (laughs) literally the the face looks a little bit like droids from star wars yeah it It does look like 100 like droidicas no, 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 just the droids, the battle droids. The droidicas, the circle ones. Droidicas are destroyers. The Rolly Boys. Yeah, with yeah. The, the portable shield gotcha. generator. Um, we'll talk we, about Star we Wars. We do meet, uh, we met a little bit before this, but I don't want to talk too much about it right now. Natalie Rushman, yeah. who we yeah. know is Natasha Romanoff, but we don't know that at the time. Not at the time, yeah. We don't that. find that out until the reveal after the birthday She does party. have crazy green contact lenses that were a little distracting at first. You guys know that? Her hair is like the color of a brick. Yeah. Like it's yeah. so ridiculously red. And here's the thing. I don't feel like we would have any credibility left if I claimed that Scarlett Johansson was not attractive in this movie. Obviously. But she's a very naturally pretty person and I don't I don't care for the way that they did like her makeup or like the things that they made her wear in this movie. This it's like guy. No, no, no. For real, it's like <laughs> to me it's like you don't she doesn't I completely I mean? agree. She's got like these perfect curled like ringlets of she hair just the looks whole strange. movie. Yeah. Like like which I mean some there's somebody out there who's going to be like it was part of 
recover. I don't think so. Because no. I, I also believe that Scarlett Johansson was kind of wasted in this movie yeah. up until maybe the very end and even kind of beyond. Like, I don't think Black Widow as a character became cool until Avengers. Yeah. I agree. And I feel like I feel like Scarlett Johansson was still trying to get her head around like, how do I be an action star girl? Yeah. Rather than like a rom-com girl. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, um, she might not have. I don't know if I liked her before Winter Soldier. Now that I was I'm just about to about say, it. I didn't think she was interesting until Winter Soldier. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm going to give out my super dump. I thought about this a lot. Hey. Because uh, I, I, I actually consider it being whiplash, not because I don't like him as a character, but just him in this structure. Yeah. yeah. He, I never thought he was like overwhelmingly yeah. powerful. Right. Uh, but the fact that the Black Widow, the Russian spy, is not Russian at all. Yeah. Like read it, read any comic book, look at any of the animated series. Like Black Widow is 100% Russian. She's a Russian spy. No one, you don't know if she's good or bad. She's kind of like Catwoman. Yeah. yeah. You, you never know what she's going to do. Yeah. And they've, they've still tried to allude to that. Even in Avengers, like, oh, she was able to break him. And it's like, I know she's good the whole time. Right. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the information we receive about, about Black Widow is show is told rather than shown. Yeah. And so it's hard to buy into like, the Black Widow should be sketchy. Yeah. yeah. Black Widow, we should sometimes think that she's on the other side. Yeah. And they kind of play like, oh, you're always playing a double in, agent, in are you? Civil War, it kind of works out like that. And I will say, I do love her intro scene in Avengers. We'll get to that, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. like, I think that's a perfect characterization of her. When she, yeah, she's getting yeah. interrogated. And I do, I do think that this version of her in the movies, though, is more accessible than her version in the comics. Probably. Because she has... Like the craziest, most convoluted character history in the books. I actually have no problem with her, like not seeming super Russian because like her legal name is Russian. And I think you could probably argue that part of her learning a billion languages and learning to blend in was probably losing the accent. And I get that that's reaching and I understand that and I don't normally like that, but I guess that's just why I don't have a necessarily have a problem with it, but I hear what you're saying. I I, I feel like it's a, it's not black widow. It's a different character. Okay. What if Mickey Rourke is black widow? Honestly, he's Russian. I think that they didn't give her Russian accent because Mickey Rourke was already Russian and this couldn't be the attack of the Russians movie. So they just, yeah, yeah that would see, I think, well. I think it was because Scarlett Johansson probably <laughs> doesn't do have a Russian <laughs> accent in her back pocket. She had a great accent in, um, hail Caesar where she was like, uh, like old school New York and she like nailed it. Yeah. So I think we're not giving her enough credit. I think she could no, do it. I think she's great. <laughs> she's a great actress. I don't know if she could do it. <laughs> stand by. I stand by what I said. But anyway, that, that was my are we at, super dumb. Are we at birthday party now? Uh, we are. Yeah. Did we get to birthday party? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. So uh, he basically asks uh, Natasha, who is still Natalie at this point for him and says, what would you do if it was your last birthday and you knew it was going to be your last birthday? And she says, I would do whatever I wanted with whoever I wanted. And I'm going to dump on that because we know that she is a shield agent and the fact that she, in her write-up at the end, like we talked about, is basically like, he's not fit to serve. Like, you led him into <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, she got yeah. him into You it. baited him into that. But yeah, she's basically writing a report saying he's self-destructive, but she's basically trying to get him to be self-destructive. Yeah. She's so like, exactly. every time I throw it. a pencil at his head, he gets angry at me. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> his anger problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so then they go to the, the party. The next scene we see, uh, Tony is drunk in the Iron Man suit. And it's pretty hilarious. Yep. It's very funny. He's got some pretty funny lines where... Uh, what does he say? One of his first lines in the Iron Man suit. I'm blanking out, but I laughed so hard. He's like the question people ask me most often is, <laughs> how, do I, "How do you pee in the suit? Like this, <laughs> like that, just like that." 
And it's so, so funny. I love when Pepper's like, you just peed in your suit. It's and he's like, no, it's a filtration system. You could drink you that can water. Drink this water. <laughs> and I think that line was improv. It's so it does, good. It so feels very just so like off the cuff. But what, I, what I need to double check before I release my theory, because if I'm wrong about this, then my theory crumbles. Yeah. Okay. This is what we teased in the intro, everybody. This is so what you've back, all been waiting full for. Circle. This is after he and Rhodey talked in the garage, right? What crush? When when Rhodey comes in and they're like, he doesn't want any visitor. Like uh, Na- Natasha, Natalie says he doesn't want any visitors, and Pepper says he's a, he's down in the garage. Go ahead, and then he goes yeah. down and helps Tony over to his chair. This is after that, right? Yeah. Okay, so I want to. Th- it's never really addressed except for one small moment, and I think it's uh, Black Widow says it after she's revealed as Black Widow. But um, there's a line where she, I believe it's her that says, "You really expect me to believe." that you didn't build in some sort of fail safe to make sure your suits couldn't be stolen. And Tony just kind of avoids the question. What I think is not really that big of a theory, but what I think they're hinting at is that I think there was some sort of plan formed to where in that garage, when he helps him over to the table of like, take the war machine suit, give it to the, give it to the military and claim that this is you taking my tech so that I can keep my real suit. This is, that's exactly the way that I read it. Whenever Tony was silent on that, I don't, I don't know that the plan was like, I'm going to get crazy. I I don't think that was the plan. I think the fight was real, Yeah, but I think that Rhodey chose that moment to be like, uh, my guess is it was probably a fail safe of sort of like, if they put too much pressure on, take that suit and give it to them so I can keep the Iron Man suit. Yeah. And I think that, Rhodey probably got to the party, saw what he was doing. and was like, this is too far. I'm taking the war machine suit. Yeah. Because how else did he know how to put it on? How well, you know, how, why was he accepted by this? Like, that's what I think is that it was already designed for him to get in it. But I think that's what, that's what we're supposed to read into that though. When Tony's silent, we're supposed to read that as he's dying. He's literally just, he gave Pepper his job. He's given Rhodey his tech. Like he's just trying to get rid of everything. Well, my theory was not that, my theory wasn't that that was it so much as I think in the garage is maybe when that plan was formulated okay, yeah. because they kind of hint that they're about to have a conversation and then cut away. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. So he's super drunk. He's being destructive. He's starting to shoot bottles in the house. Um, and this is after Rhodes has stuck, has stuck up for Tony yeah. saying, no, he's, he's, he's good. He's going to come back. He can still protect us. And then he comes and sees him being completely reckless and says, Pepper, you have to stop this. Pepper yeah. can't stop this. Um, so then Rhodey comes out with the Mark II suit, completely mm. chrome. Awesome. Um, I love that suit. Which I'm going to give my super pump to War Machine. And anytime War Machine and Iron Man are on, on screen yeah, together. As War Machine and Iron Man, is that what you mean? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It is so... I mean, you could you could say it's both those characters together. Yeah, sure. But when he comes out... Because War Machine, that was the first Marvel toy I ever got as a kid. Was War really? Machine. And I loved it. And so bring that on stage for me was one of the most comic book to yeah. screen just mind blows yeah. that I've ever had. And it was perfect for me. That's awesome. And he That's comes so out great. and he's like, everybody leave. Yeah. Everyone leaves. And you just have Chrome versus red and gold. And uh, he says, DJ, put a fat beat so I can be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I love that whole fight yeah, scene. Yeah, the whole fight scene so fun. I wonder if Robert Downey Jr., actually laughed and like couldn't get that line out because that's a hilarious line. I yeah. feel like, and I, I agree with everything we're saying about him, but I feel like we're just like, I bet Robert Downey Jr. is a genius about everything. <laughs> and uh, every time we say something, my gut reaction is, yeah, probably. Like probably. he's so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they fight and they basically end the fight scene by both putting their, what would you call that? Uh, repulsor. The repulsor? Yeah. Oh, I call them their hand. <laughs> their yeah, hand that boobs. one. The hand move. <laughs> 
uh, up and they're like, don't do it. And he's like, I'll fire, fire then, fire. And they fire and they create this like plasma orb mm. that destroys everything. It's the Harry Potter back. versus Voldemort yeah, orb. It is. Yeah. 100% it is. Um, and then you see War Machine leave and say like, you don't deserve this suit. Yeah. Basically, I'm taking it. And it there was a small dump where the suit looked like nothing happened to it. It was like prime yeah. condition. And you're like, didn't he just get but the crap beat out of him? Also, it's a really heavy metal. It's more durable than the titanium gold alloy that he uses for the Mark 3 through 49 or whatever we're at now. So he goes, takes it to, uh, I think the Air Force, but the uh-huh. military. Yeah. yeah. And says, we're going to weaponize it. Yep. Thank you, Rhodes. Hammer comes in, does a uh, weapons demonstration. Best scene in the entire movie, in almost, my opinion. This scene was almost my super yep. Yeah. Where he's going through all the different, you know, Belgians. They make more than waffles now. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh this God. is what you want? All right, we'll keep going. <laughs> yeah. He goes, he goes, too street for you? Too hood? All right. He pulls out the little missile. It's my favorite 30 seconds of the movie. It's yeah. great. He just talks about the missile that he calls the ex-wife. Yeah. And he just goes on this absolutely hysterical rant about everything that it could do. This blows up the bunker under the bunker that you just blew up. I need to know if that was improv. I don't like if his I feel like it was either improv or he wrote it himself. If his descriptions of those weapons were improvised on the spot, <laughs> then he is the God King of all <laughs> movies in television. I'll that kiss him on the mouth. The greatest, <laughs> the greatest improv I've ever heard. If that was improvised. It's so yeah, good. that scene is incredible. Um, <laughs> and part of me, the question for me in that, in that scene and later when it comes up, when he fires the ex-wife, <laughs> he knows he has, the droids working in the background. So is he sabotaging the suit or did he just really suck at making weapons? I think he sucks at making weapons. Yeah, he's I bad. think it was unintentionally a bad missile. Okay. Yeah. I was confused. That's how I that. read it at least. I, th- yeah. I think that's how we're supposed to read it because he was like, Hammer Tech? Yeah. Because <laughs> and I person- do love when, when Rhodey goes, no, I want all yeah, of it. He goes, I all want it. it. He goes, yeah. oh, which one? All of them. All of them. <laughs> I <laughs> and, love that. And when he's like, I can't read you, man. What are you, what are you, what are you yeah, thinking over you there? Do? Tell me something. <laughs> Uh, so he, they completely weaponized the war machine. He goes back to Ivan and Ivan says, I can't make them fly or shoot for the demonstration. I can only make them salute. <laughs> he's like, that's not what I asked for. So he puts him in the room with two guards, which uh, he should have put a little bit more guards in there. Probably. He's a big, huge guy. Yeah. Hindsight's 2020. <laughs> 2020. Uh, and says, Hindsight. I'm going to take your things away from you. Uh, you can watch me in the Stark Expo. Thank God I have the war machine now or else the presentation would be terrible. Yeah. So uh, Justin Hammer goes to present at the Expo. Uh, then Ivan defeats and hangs those two guys. Yeah. Takes- Meanwhile, Tony's back at his lab working, yes. like synthesizing the element, all that stuff. We kind of covered that in the synopsis yeah. so yeah. we can blow past that. Yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. goes, they make the new element, which my one question with the element so we're to believe that the map of Epcot that Howard Stark created, hidden in that was the element? And thus my super dump for this movie. I almost super dumped it too. I think it is. I love the idea of the new element. I love the idea of Howard Stark handing it down. My super dump is the way that they decided to just be like, oh yeah, this giant thing that he built is conveniently the atom structure for the thing that he knew Tony would need someday to make more energy. Like, And okay. hopefully there's technology that's that's exist where he can like supersize yeah. it. Take oh, things, can, yeah. take things I'm going to run to the defense of that. He literally created, he created all of that for Tony because he was like, this is going to change the world. Yeah. 
I'm creating the Stark Expo for you. I'm arranging these pavilions. I'm laying this out in such a way. I'm building this huge facility in a way that looks like the atomic structure of this element. And I know that you're going to be able to see that. Sure. And I hear you. And, and I, and I, again, I love everything that you said about it, except the delivery method of really the ad. Hiding I it, hate hiding that. It. No, not even hiding it. I'm cool with hiding it and like giving a hint to Tony. For me, the whole thing is just like Iron Man National Treasure all day. (laughs) Don't even start with me. If you put lemon juice on the Stark Expo (laughs) and heat it with a hairdryer, you got you got blown. No, I I just don't like. I can't imagine a man as smart as Howard Stark being like. Somebody just walking in and being like, couldn't you just like write it down and like hide it in that yeah, same box okay. for everything? I, I and then he'd be like, no, 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 shut your mouth, shut your mouth. We'll build a park. And they're like, like Disney World? He's like, yes, but for science. I also loved how very Walt Disney he was. It, he was very Walt Disney. Really it was that. awesome. But the other thing, not only is, are, are we hoping that the technology exists where he can like completely de, you know, declutter the entire map structure to yeah. find the atom and then like completely <laughs> expand it to be the size of an atom. Uh, but man, there's something else. I totally forget. I will that. say the execution of that scene is a little flawed. Like the music builds to this huge crescendo oh. and he like claps and spreads his hands out and it explodes into a star map. And it feels like the audience is supposed to recognize something about <laughs> yeah. that. And it literally for me, all know what it just look looks like. like the scene from episode two when Yoda's like lost a planet. Master Obi-Wan has <laughs> Jarvis literally just goes, congratulations, sir. You it's a new atom. A new element. You have synthesized a so new here, element. Here's the other thing that, I, that I'm that i going to dump on, and you said that you loved it, so I'm sorry. Uh, but when Tony Stark, or when Howard Stark says, like, Tony, you were always my greatest invention, or whatever, and you have that really, like, father-son moment, oh my gosh, you love me. Uh, that doesn't hold up with how we know Howard Stark treated Tony. Yeah. He says he never said he loved me. He never hugged me. And then we're going to believe that he was like, no, he secretly like super loved you. I don't know. I I didn't read that as like, oh, I secretly want to be this doting father, but I don't know how to say it other than in this video. To me, it was more just like, just like I'm busy with work. You know that I'm busy with work. We might not have the best relationship, but like you're the best thing that's ever come out of me. Like whether yeah. it's inventions or anything like still the, the best thing I've ever done somehow is still you. That's I, how I read it. And I think I, I like that scene so much because it plays so well into my ideal version of, the, of this movie, <laughs> which is Iron Man two colon. What is a legacy? Yeah. <laughs> Iron Man two, the legacy, clause. the colon yeah. Avengers legacy escape. Yes. Yeah. But to me, it, we we set Howard Stark up to be this incredible workaholic yeah. that didn't have time for his son. And honestly, it, what it felt like was didn't care about Tony very much. Yeah. But then we see this video where he's like, no, 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 I always cared about you. And it's like, oh, okay. That's it, how it felt for I me. I think it yeah, would be more emotionally resonant if we saw that, if we could watch Tony watch that tape of his dad. And then somehow we, as the audience, like they communicated it to us that like Tony watches that and goes, that's exactly me. And like, I appreciate the sentiment, but that doesn't make me believe it. And I want to be better than I'm that. I'm better than yeah. that. I'm not going to work hard. I'm be not awesome. going to pour myself into these Iron Man suits. I'm not going to focus my whole life on this tech. I'm going to focus on yeah. Pepper and Happy and the people that matter to me. I agree. Yeah. But let's hit this final fight scene. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, 
Basically, in the room that Ivan was left in, he kills those two guards, takes over, hacks into the mainframe, like every every heist movie you've ever seen. I'm in. Yep. Firewall. I'm in. Uh, <laughs> takes over the droids, and Iron Man comes in to, like you said, interrogate Hammer and say, where is he? I know Ivan's still alive. And he's like, Ivan, who, who, who are you talking about? <laughs> Doesn't and then ring Ivan bell. takes over the suits, takes over Rhodey, and they all start, all start to try and kill Iron Man. And, Rhodey's, and I love that Rhodey can communicate to Tony uh-huh. and he's saying like I'm on your six I got you locked in uh-huh. like, yeah. I love I think the entire scenes. honestly the entire final fight scene droids all the way through whiplash minus open helmet on whiplash but that whole thing is maybe one of the best final fights in in the MCU it's so good flying through the air my favorite part of the whole thing into the globe I was about to say yep. banks in the globe Hit, hits the brakes shoots up yep. it looks so good I mean they got Iron Man's flight perfect yeah I will. So I love that scene. And let's go because you go straight from there. You go to, again, my super pump, which is both of them on screen together. Mm-hmm. When, he, when uh, Natasha brings back his best friend mm-hmm. and they get to fight together and yep. they have that incredible banter where he says, um, <laughs> the big gun. Is uh, yeah, he's about? like, yeah. well, they're going to come from wide angle. So we need our big gun on the top. And they're like, all right, cool. And they both start walking. <laughs> like, Wait, what? Where are you, Wait, where where are you, you going? Where are you going? I'm, I'm, I'm a big gun. I realize you have a big gun, but that doesn't make you, you the, the big, big gun. gun. <laughs> That's so good. And uh, then they all come. They, they, they create a, a perimeter yep. perimeter with all of the different droids yep. ready to show down in this scene where their masks shut. Yeah. Which yeah. is in the trailer where you were just like, this movie's gonna be and dope. Tony proceeds to laser them in half, which normally, and I love the execution of this because normally this would be a point where I'd say, okay, perfect. Secret power that we've never seen that nobody knew about comes out at the end to save the day. Yeah. But they literally address it two seconds later. Yeah. yeah. And Rhodey says, couldn't you have started with that basically? Or next time I suggest starting with that. And he goes, I can only use it once. It's a one-off. Yeah, it's and a it's one-off. one-off. The capsule shoots out like, Psh. yeah, yep. I think that is awesome. It was great. So well handled in my opinion. Yeah. And again, Whiplash. then Whiplash comes yeah. in the perfect version of Whiplash where he is, has his own suit, his own mask, gigantic whip, says he took Tony Stark's recommendation to yep. do something. Double the, double the RPMs. Yeah. yeah. And the cycles or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And the one thing that I really liked about that scene is it wasn't a it wasn't a long fight scene. Yeah, I was. So, it was quick. I was expecting to go another twenty minute, and I was like, I can't do this. I don't want. It. They just fought all these droids. Uh-huh. I don't want to watch a long fight scene. And he was only fighting for like a minute. Yeah, it was really quick. And then they 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 go back to the scene where uh, Rhodes and Stark blew each other up in the house. Do it again. And yeah. He's yep. like, you want to do it? So we good. Know that it works. And uh, even though it's going to hurt. It was, a, it was a bigger explosion this time, too. Yeah. Probably because Tony's suit is more powerful. So they, he's got the new element. Uh-huh. They beat uh, Whiplash. Which, before we move on from Whiplash, I do just want to say, um, hey, Marvel, hey, all movies, if somebody in your movie wears a cool suit with a helmet and a mask on it, we know they're in there. You don't have to take the mask off for the final <laughs> fight. We get it. <laughs> it's Mickey Rourke. <laughs> We're good to go. It Thank you so a, much. It does look a little silly when it his mask so comes up. It is so unsettling watching the CGI head try and balance on top of the metal body <laughs> as it moves. And I hate it. They, they've done it less yeah. moving forward, but man. I think we talked about that in our Iron Man episode. We totally did. They moved away from the the kind of Spider-Man trend of like, it's a final fight. We got we to be able to watch Spidey. our actors yeah. act. And we'll talk about that when we get to Captain America. Too. Yeah. yeah. That, that is ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. But... They beat Whiplash, and then he goes back to the line he said at the right track. You lose, you lose, <laughs> and um, whoa, right? 
Italian at the end. Really? You're a loose. You're a loose. I'm going to make that my text can we, tone. Can we back up to the very beginning of this movie? Whoa. For a second, because when Mickey Ward- Talk about whiplash, am I right, guys? <laughs> Jeez. I hate that that's the best joke on this episode. <laughs> when Ivan's dad dies and he screams, yeah. is the weirdest scream. He goes, ah! He goes like, his mouth doesn't open. He's like, <laughs> he went to the Dragon Ball Z school of screaming. <laughs> anyway, flash forward to the end of the movie. We're back and he says, you'll lose. Right. And wait, you, what does he say? You'll lose. <laughs> it's the same case. I know. It literally sounds like a soundboard. It's canned. <laughs> but uh, you realize that all of the droids are hooked up to explo- explosives yep. yeah. that can detonate. They all start to detonate which to me is a huge super pump, super dump because he goes to save Pepper because she's standing near one and he, I guess, knows that or maybe thinks that. Yeah. Saves her and explosions happen everywhere. And it feels like fireworks. They feel like they're celebrating uh-huh. it. And, so, and I'm like, people, people are dying. Yeah, yeah. It, it's set up to like bookend and mirror the opening sequence yes. with the fireworks. Yep. But and people, these are, there's these death are happening. Detonated yeah, I'm a dump bombs. On that. Yeah. And That's he funny. saves Pepper and not only saves Pepper, but then has like a 15 minute moment where him and Rhodey are both sitting on the roof and you're like, people just exploded. Honestly, yeah. I haven't even thought about that until yeah. you brought that up. Just that was now. my first thought when he was like, Pepper and zooms away. What did Rhodey do? Was well, Rhodey just like, man, there's like 20. I'll tell you, my, I'll tell you what Rhodey like, did. His thought was, how does he know Pepper's standing next to one? Yeah. That was my first thought. Here's what Rhodey did. He followed Tony to that roof. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He just flew behind Tony. Hey, I do want to say this. I want to pump on the characterization of pepper saying i'm not leaving this park till everybody's out safe yep uh, it's a very small moment but i think it shows that like pepper genuinely is such a good foil for uh robert downey jr's tony stark of just this like kind of selfish pompous jerk as we've yeah. said and she is truly like this selfless loving like intentional person yeah and i think, that's cool. I think if we were giving yearbook style awards to this movie i think that gwyneth paltrow would receive like most improved most improved 100%. she's so much better in this than she is in every one she, she completely holds her own yep, in this yeah. i agree huge larger I, than life cast. i do love when she says i'm gonna be the last to leave i am confused why the cops are listening to her so much yeah she was like i need I need people in both of these quadrants. I need a perimeter wonder, right here. And they're like, got it. And I'm like, I'm confused over the are police. They co- are they cops or private security at Stark they were, Expo? Oh, they, they could be. No, they were police. Were yeah, they, they were police. No, were they? <laughs> no, but they Because they went to arrest Hammer. And she was yeah, like, and I she guess, called 911. That's fair. And she's like, <laughs> set up a perimeter. No, what you don't like, realize they, is in the comics, 911 is the phone number for the Stark t- police. It actually calls oh. a different universe. It calls it calls uh, universe 911. Where everyone is police. <laughs> I am police, spider you. police, Hulk police, <laughs> Thor police. You Captain, said that like Captain oh, Polisica. Oh, oh, police. Thor police sounds Thor like police. a character from Greek mythology. It totally does. He was in the Trojan horse, wasn't he? Thor, Thor police. police. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Anyway, so, so kiss on the roof. Kiss on the roof. And great direction up top. Big pump on that. Yeah, yeah. I love kisses. <laughs> we love watching those kiss scenes. Uh, I actually, I hate. This is just something about me. Just for the, for yeah, those of you at home, us. I hate on-screen kisses. I, I, I thought you were going to say you hate kisses. No, 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 no. <laughs> I hate watching people kiss on movies. I don't know what it is. It's just like, <laughs> for me, it's all so about, close. it's all about how the sound is mixed. Oh, like if, if they kiss, just like, just like, <laughs> it's, uh, oh, it's the worst the, thing in the whole world. Just, <laughs> 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 Yummy so kisses. They kiss, they get together. Um, <laughs> and basically 
the movie ends. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And I believe it's a fade to black. <laughs> I may be wrong. No, they all jump in midair with their fists <laughs> up and freeze. <laughs> Team Iron. Just, Don't yep. you forget about me. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's pretty much the end of the end of the movie. Yeah. And then the next uh, the post credit scene. Well, we get the epilogue, the epilogue yeah. of Iron Man. Yes. Tony Stark. No. Yep. Yeah. For the Avengers. You're right. Yeah. Um, and he says, uh, you can't afford me. Boom. He basically leaves, yep. which comes up later in Avengers. Yeah. Um, but we're to assume, I mean, since we now know that the incredible Hulk takes place after this, we're to assume that he reluctantly says, I am going to work as yeah. a consultant and he goes to recruit and he grew his hair back out. Um, to <laughs> And started wearing worse suits again. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I don't buy that. I don't like it. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you bite. It's real. It, what happened? No, I don't think. Uh, do we know that? Yeah. We do. Yeah. Do we? Do we know that? Marvel. Though? That's a good question. Marvel has. Marvel has released a timeline of these movies. Oh, that sucks. And that is. So why do we watch Hulk? Yeah. We hate Marvel. Let's go watch Justice League. Boo! Yeah. Give me. Give me. Give me some more of that uh, delicious Superman Batman action. <laughs> Uh, but then we are in New Mexico and Colson, which I'm assuming we we have to uh, fill in the gaps that that's why Colson left. Yeah, it he is. Did. No, he said he that. says I'm going to New Mexico. I Land of go, enchantment. I got stuff to do, which we now know. I mean, I talked about it last week. That's Colson's big week. Yeah. Like that's the hammer. That's also the same week that's that the, the, college battle, the right? fight at the the college in Virginia happens yeah. in the Incredible Hulk. Which, by the way, I know we're about to rate this movie and move on to ending this episode, but I do just want to say I would like to pump on Phil Colson. Yeah, his scene where he's like, he's like, I've been ordered not to let you leave, and if you do anything, I'm going to tase you and drop you to the floor while I watch. Watch Super Nanny. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm going to watch Super... And then I'm going to watch Super Nanny while you drool into the, the carpet. Yeah. And I laugh. I out yeah. loud laughed at that. Like, Clark Gregg is so good in so good. all of these phase one movies. Completely agreed. He's and, a really great connective Shield. tissue for this. Mm. In Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. I don't acknowledge the existence <laughs> of that show. <laughs> we'll talk about why the existence of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is problematic for character motivations in the Marvel Universe but when we get to the Avengers. Yeah, you know. Don't watch it. I just know Jordan hates it. Tomato, so like tomato. To, like to tease him about it. That's what we do here. Just a couple jokes. Okay, well... Is it time to rate let's my friends? Let's rate it. Let's All rate. Right, let's rate my friends. Um, David, four out of ten. Doge. <laughs> Dang, that's low. Thirteen out of ten. <laughs> Makes up for the missing points. Um, I'm gonna find the note that all this is on. Don't you worry. Do so it. there's things <laughs> about the movies. Yeah, you do. It. It's you a good one. So uh, here at Two Chunks and a Hunk, we have come up with a rating system. It's the scientific cinema scale, and we have measured it against science, and it works. See, basically what happened was our dads left us this big diorama of a park, and when we flipped it up sideways, this scale was coded into the architecture. We had to find some atoms. It was pretty nuts. <laughs> anyway, uh, the scientific cinema scale goes as follows. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy that poster. The next best thing that we could ever say about a movie, buy it. You know, keep it in your drawer. That's what I'm saying. The next best thing that we could ever say about a movie is rent it. Don't buy it, but if you got a couple bucks to spare, definitely worth your time. The next best thing that we could say about a movie is stream it. Don't spend extra money, please. Don't spend extra money, but if you have it available on a streaming service you already pay for, get after it. The next best and second worst thing that we can ever say about a movie is forget it. That just means you'd be better off if you pretended this movie didn't exist. And then finally, the worst thing that we could ever say about a movie. God, God hath forsaken, forsaken us. God bleeds and people cease to believe in us. <laughs> there is blood in the water. Blood so, in the who wants to go first? I don't mind. 
Do it. I'm locked, I'm locked and loaded. <laughs> Who go. wants to go first? I will. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> go, 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 go. So uh, this is this movie was a pretty easy rating for me. This movie is solidly rented. Um, I would call this movie definitely good enough for a view, especially if you're going through the MCU movies. I think it is highly entertaining. I think it is fun. Um, I do think that it is one of the weaker links in the MCU chain as a whole, but even still, it's a strong chain regardless. And so uh, the weakest MCU movies are going to be better than a lot of the other superhero movies you see that are out there. And so uh, easily and sturdily lands on a rent it for me. Also rent it. Nice. I think you said it. I would, I'd rent the movie. I wouldn't buy the movie, um, but I think it's totally worth a watch. It's super fun. I went in with lower expectations because I felt like I didn't like the movie Same. or I've just, I've heard that it's like the worst MCU a lot from people, but I thoroughly enjoyed it and would watch it again. Um, so I'd rent it. Yep. So I say this every week. I own all of these movies and the special editions of all of them. So the question for me now becomes, was it worth it? Yes. When I went in to watch this yesterday, I came in from a more informed position than the first time I watched it. The first time I watched it, I would have given it like a four out of 10. I hated this movie. Now, I think I would say buy it. I really love this movie. And I'm not sure if it's because I'm unable to separate the actual product that we get from my ideal version that's all about Tony's legacy. Um, the distinctions between the two are blurring. You, the like, you like the Doge cut. Yeah. The <laughs> Doge rector's cut. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, the distinctions between the two are blurring the farther away I get from actually watching the movie. But I think I'm gonna have to say buy it for this one. Cool. Cool. I think that's fair. fair. Yeah. Th- I mean, this, I think all three of us would agree. Like this movie exceeded what we thought our opinion yeah, was of it previously. Definitely. Like I, yeah. I, I was expecting to just roll my eyes the entire movie. I didn't want to watch it. I didn't either. But I, I really enjoyed it. So yeah. that was, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that we did that. But anyway, uh, time to wrap it on up. I don't have any closing thoughts. I think we We've covered this well one pretty it. thoroughly, yeah, yeah. actually. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. in a black tank top was to die for. <laughs> so oh, are you resurrecting your podcast about yep. superhero pecs? Let's super, talk about super, it. Super bods. When he grabbed that big old tool and was holding back that reactor, I was he like. He looked pretty buff. That was a that comically back. large wrench. It was enormous. Gosh, I wish I had that laying around my apartment. Just, just when I hit need it. You know? <laughs> you got to fix stuff. <laughs> so before we wrap up the episode or as we're wrapping Wrapping up the episode, rather, we want or to talk during about the wrap up of during the episode, the episode or after during nope. the wrap episode is what during, I just said. during the wrap episode. Hey, tune in next week for our wrap episode where everything is wrapped. It's pretty much our podcast. It's basically it's it. a yeah. one hour long wrap. <laughs> um, also known as Hamilton. We want to remind everybody who listens or views that uh, if you want to shout out on one of our episodes, uh, post about us on social media and hashtag official chunky. That's C-H-U-N-K-Y, official chunky. And we will uh, we will shout you out on an episode. And that brings us to our shout outs, of which there is only one for social media this week. And that is an Instagram account called Shoe World. They're probably our biggest fan. They, uh, I we, believe, we hear you, Shoe World. We're coming more. I believe that they were actually talking about a type of shoe known as a chunky shoe. Uh, because their picture was of shoes and had nothing to do with us. But thank you, well, Shoe okay, World. What kind of shoes are you wearing? Shoes. I'm wearing Vans. What are you wearing? Junks. Yeah. Junks. <laughs> official Shoe World. Official First official sponsor. Get at us. Follow Shoe World on Instagram, the official Instagram account of Two Chunks and a Hunk. We'll talk about it. It'll be great with you, Shoe World. Uh, we'll have our lawyers talk to your lawyers. Um, but we also want to give an enormous, enormous shout out to our sound guy and an unofficial official member 
of the two chunks in a He's hunk our squad. Secret fourth podcast host. <laughs> our sound guy, Adam, is here right now. He's with us. We got him. Working on the levels for the episode, recording, making sure we sound pretty in your ears on his 25th birthday. So uh, for those of you at home, just be like, thanks, Adam. Well, it's that time again. Mm-hmm. Time to hit the old dusty trail. So, so saddle up, S- saddle up those saddle oxen. Up those oxes. We've got a trail we to walk a, down. We got a, we got an Oregon trail to stroll down and die. We got a die of dysentery. <laughs> I love that game. I hate that game. Really? I'm so oh, bad I at dislike it. Oregon Trail. Oh, I love it. I mean, not if you, not if the goal is to win. Yes, it's terrible. But if your goal is to just see how quickly you die, I don't understand what you're saying. Wait, hang on, you can play a go- game without winning it. Isn't the goal of every game to win? Not Oregon Trail. What? The goal what? is to play with a bunch of people and see who <laughs> dies the funniest way. You know, it's on the phone now. Is it really? Yeah, you can that get it on was, the app store. That was the most baby boomer sentence you've ever said. It's on, it's the, on phone the phone. <laughs> it's on the phone now. <laughs> You could get it as an application to do on the phone. It's on the my, telephone now. My grandson sent me a link on the Facebook mail. <laughs> Facebook, my grandson, Nathan. <laughs> Facebook.com, my grandson, Nathan. Hey, what? I'm from Russia. <laughs> hey, it's me. Thanks, Alfred. Facebook.com. Facebook.com. Playing Facebook. with a ruby. A file A file of a tangerine. A Facebook. A Facebook. A Facebook. A Facebook. All right, we gotta end this episode. Man. Playing with a ruby the size of a Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) For two chunks and a hunk. It's me. It's me. And it's me. 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 We can't end every episode. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.